Cal versus the universe. It is DD and Cal versus the universe. I'm DD and say hi, Cal. Hi, Cal. Did I just finish rewatching uh, Billy Madison waiting for you to come over? And I just watched that the other day. The, I think it was on television. Sometime. I think the most ridiculous thing about it was he has to convince his dad that he can take over a Fortune 500 company with 61,000 employees. With 30 days of school? By convincing him he can graduate from high school in America. Like, that was, that in, was the challenge. In, in, like, a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can convince you that I can get through this entire school system in a very short amount of time. <laughs> I can show children that it's cool to pee your pants. Yeah, which, which by the way, does does is that just true nepotism, or should it just be considered ridiculous? I think the, the whole concept was supposed to be ridiculous. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of like, oh, just high school? Like, that's all he's got to do? Like, no, I can. <laughs> One out of five high school graduates in this country is functionally illiterate. <laughs> that's all you got to do. Let's just prove we can get through high school. <laughs> but no, they don't all run companies. I'll take over this company. <laughs> I don't have to prove any other form of competency whatsoever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just thought that was fucking ridiculous. I mean, it's a funny movie, obviously. Oh yeah, it's a classic. It's hilarious. Um, I just wanted to share that little that little. <laughs> have you have you have you seen anything about the the fires in Hawaii? Oh, in Maui, yeah, it, of course. It's it's all it's burned to the ground. I yeah. mean, not even not even like a quarter of a wall. It's all dude I, to I, the ground. I was watching a video uh, the other day, and the way that the the wind was moving the fire around, <clears throat> all these buildings were like all the the roofs have caved in, and all this crazy like just charred devastation and then there's like one building in the middle that had like circled around so i don't know if it circled back and got it later this was a fire that was moved quicker at the end of a hurricane this is this is literal wrath of god yeah. <laughs> stuff. they're like that fire ain't going too fast i gotta hype this up with a little bit dude and and i was so on Maui, I think it was like fifty-five people have died, which is which sure. is terrible. Yeah, no, it's horrible. Um, but I figured at some point I was like, "Oh, my guess is this area does not have a very up-to-date fire plan." Like I'm sure they're, they're the precautions that they have put in place probably very outdated. As an and then I just see, nation, yeah. you know, I just see more stuff, and they're like, "Oh, they underestimate." I'm like. This is how this shit happens. And it's not to say that, like, again, because this was a fire that spread very fast. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't, I don't want to, you know, underscore enough. Like, it it wasn't just, because up here in the Pacific Northwest, we deal with this stuff every year. And, and so we're just kind of used to seeing California fucking burn down. Yeah. Uh, like you, know, you know, uh, and they come around here and in Oregon. So, we're used to seeing stuff that's like, oh yeah, that's that's yeah, <laughs> but but this place was like, what the fuck? Did they ever mention and the source of the fire? I can't recall. I, I I thought it was related towards a volcanic eruption that happened recently, but I I've just seen all the devastation stuff and seeing whole blocks just asunder. I mean, it's again, like I said, there's not even a little ruin of something. It's all just to the ground, burnt down to the ground yeah, absolutely. Like, you know and i was like to the foundation 
like god damn that that's tough and again 55 people uh losing i mean within 24 hours it was there was a town that in in the area was it's all gone and uh so you know the it it we're seeing a lot obviously the the northeast has been dealing with these canadian uh wildfires that occurred uh and all that kind of spread down and and fires are very interesting because it's not something like the winters you know we can always kind of trade barbs with areas of the country they're like well we typically have this much of like yeah but this one winter it was a fucking nightmare up here and it was the record like and you see how those patterns move and you see you know it was like oh man this year was really rough oh well you know in this time zone the year before was really rough and it just kind of goes down in that pattern there's there's some things involving climate that just we just take the torch and pass it on to the next level but with fires it never really seems to be that way it's it's not a heavy talking point in those areas it's it's fairly localized as far as you know where the dryness is going um it's not happening in a lot of other areas and uh you know it might be a good time to to utilize these uh these dams that are not set up with any hydroelectric power you know 75 percent of dams don't have that capability which sure. is like you're just leaving it on the table uh and yeah, but that, that's got to be expensive renovation, like what you're talking about. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it would be something that pays itself back. But in that, and that's you, you basically would have to build another dam. The in whole front of the, dam. I, the whole idea. Well, there are probably systems that you can uh, either go through and just add an attachment to, because all you just you can build the energy components separated from there. You just you have could. to have it in some. You'd you know, have to install it somehow, and they're yeah. massive. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it. It'd be something worth looking into when we're sure, talking I'm not about the future. You know, it's just expensive. Yeah, but but fuck, time. what's what's money now? What what, what are we up to? <laughs> we just put that shit out. What are you up to? Like uh, twenty trillion uh, in debt. Um, but these things that help, and I think also, and again, I'm I'm an extremist on this. I was talking about fucking building uh, water pipelines from, you know, the ocean up into these areas of california that are constantly getting burnt down um and finding a way to utilize you know the most prevalent thing on the planet uh to meet a lot of things whether that include energy concern or right. you know uh controlling of i mean an entire town i mean the entire place is burned to the ground yeah um so it's that's rough. I hope uh, it's going to be really tough for all of those people that just got dislocated. Um, and we'll see what kind of measures they put in. I, I was talking to a, a coworker of mine today, over, and I was mentioning Tokyo. You know, that's that's a place that's gone through so many disasters. Like they just keep kind of learning from the last one and utilizing the, you know newer technology and uh, all kinds of stuff to whether it's fire resistance or earthquake proofing and stuff like that um so we'll see what happens in hawaii it'll it'll be a, an interesting project i think um i'm trying to look up how many people were displaced by the maui fires fires i mean uh, it's, in, it's in the tens of thousands i mean i don't i don't think it's six figures is it 
I mean, there's there's at least 160,000 people on the island, right? Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was a lot smaller than that. <laughs> but the, the number of people displaced were uh, about 1,400. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it says about 1,400 people slept in an airport, 1,300 stayed in emergency shelters before they many of them were taken to the airport to leave the island. And it's killed at least 67 people at this point. Either way, it's rough. Devastation. Yeah. yeah. No stone, stone unturned. It's just absolute <laughs> destruction. There's been a lot of cre. There's um. Uh, still crisis in Burma, and there's a, a minority Muslim group there that was trying to escape. Um, you know persecution, which has been going on there heavy, and their fucking boat sank. Oh shit! And like thirty of them died. Just <laughs> isn't it sinking? Like, do you, How many they were on about, this boat? Um, I think it was originally like fifty, but like all the crew abandoned ship. Holy shit! And then just like left. All, all the people who knew how to swim. Uh, yeah. So it, it, I just read about that today, and I was like, God damn, that's still like, like stuff like that's still going on. Yeah. In places that we never talk about. Oh, of course. It's one of those things that's kind of out, out of sight, out of mind. If it's not reported on every day, it's not real, does. Or if there's something there that's important to us. Yeah. Us meaning. Sure. What? How conflict in Burma has been going on for what? Capital decades? interest. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I read about that, but then I thought, did you hear about this story of this lady in Texas, this like 64 year old lady, this boomer, oh, this boomer, a hawk dropped a snake <laughs> onto her arm. What? It immediately coiled and started to constrict and started like snapping at her, but she was wearing glasses and the hawk comes back down to get the snake back. And starts like leaving with it attached to her arm, what? just clawing the ever loving shit out of her arm. Like, and then it just she managed to get uncurled and it went away. So she's okay. Yeah, she had uh, like lacerations to her arm and her in her face. Like, had like a couple of cuts because the snake kept going after her. What was she doing? Oh, she, I think she was like mowing her lawn. She was just down the middle of nowhere. She, and this thing of all the places, you know, like. <laughs> Because if, if it happened, looking for trouble if it all. happened like three feet away from you, you'd be like, "Holy shit, that's incredible!" Yeah. But just because it's moved <laughs> onto you, it's become so dire. It's it is so important. <laughs> I have no time to think this is cool. I have only time to fucking freak <laughs> out, panic. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. That's all I have right now. What an unlucky day. That fuck. That is gonna... <laughs> By the way, minding your own business. If a snake drops on your arm. Do you immediately think, oh, well, clearly a bird of prey does drop this on here, no, so you think and it's I, raining I should snakes. expect it to return, or do you think, like, oh my god, it's raining constrictors? Domino's cut, please. Time to convert, bro. Uh, she probably didn't even see the bird coming. Like she just, she just saw, fucking felt a snake coil around her arm, uh, and it went from there. And she said it was like almost immediate. Drop drops it, and then here comes the hawk. So you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck. It's like one of those <laughs> snap double, bands. Yeah, like <laughs> you snap on your wrist immediately, and, it and drops on her arm, and then starts attacking her. Like yeah. she's the problem. Yeah. Like fucking Fucked get up, some lady. perspective, snake. 
this lady is an innocent bystander. Some snakes only see what's right. Oh, what? Them. He's dropping me onto you? Are you the thing that's going to eat me? Like, no, bro. I'm not even part of this. Why are you mad at me? And the bird's like, give me my meal back. Seeing how we do it in Texas. Uh, yeah. And the bird's like, fuck you. I was going to eat that. Try that in a small town. Um, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> but anyway, I thought I thought that story was very interesting as as far as more animal related uh stuff because there there was actually a more depressing one. It was in Florida. This um this dog got trapped in a what the fuck is it called? It, it's basically like a water storage thing, and it was like basically filling up. And then um these three hunters tried to go in and save the dog, and they all drowned. Oh man! Yeah, it it was rough. I don't mean that as a pun. <laughs> <clears throat> that, you know, the bird the bird thing was funny, <laughs> and that was sad. <laughs> yeah, but now you just ruined my day. Worlds like that. Um, what's your favorite Starburst? Sad bird, orange. I'm always an orange guy. All right, see, I expected you to say red or pink. Nah, nah, nah. I like yellow. Yeah. Yeah. You're a lemon guy? We're, we're two odd balls. Because I think, <laughs> I think if you walk into a room full of 10, 20 people, like 90% of those people are going to say pink. That's our hook. That's our hook. That's hey, it. baby. I'm different. You give us, you give us. Like, open that pack of Starburst. You, take you the, want red, you, take you the want pink, one. that's great. We'll take the rest. You get all the pink <laughs> you want, girl. We'll take the rest. <laughs> you figured it out. I'm about that. <laughs> but now we got that settled. Yeah, that was pretty great. All right, so the meat of the show was uh, after doom scrolling through the streaming apps, I was a, little, I was a wee bit stoned and I couldn't decide on something I wanted to watch. <laughs> uh, got on Amazon Prime, saw uh, a documentary series about Star Trek. Yeah, and it's it's fairly in depth as far as um the show's origins and like the evolution they don't like they dedicate a couple of episodes like specifically to um some movies like the making of the first movie and then how they kind of redeem themselves after that first piece of shit um <laughs> all the way through and i think it was made i think it was made in like 2014 2015 so it didn't have a lot of the newer stuff sure you know but um and one of the things that just came through were all of the characters, all of the aliens that they're just they're just us with weird with weird other features yeah. that that some are kind of recognizable and some aren't. And uh, it just reminded me of, of a conversation that we had a couple of times where we've talked about uh, the evolution of life and if we were to come in contact with aliens, what what they would be like. Like intelligent life that was capable of interstellar travel. Yeah, something that would have, we believe, evolved to a point where they can develop a technology in order to do that. Assuming it's a technology and not some crazy thing that just exists there that allows them to do it. Like, you know. Uh, like a naturally. Like a hexed a rune. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like. <laughs> An asteroid. Know. Maybe that... maybe there's a planet with magic on it. I don't know. I'm talking about possibilities, son. <laughs> There's a lot we don't know about the universe. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we just 
we just backdated it from like 19 to 28 billion years, right? I don't think that's official. Do, do we? Because there's a lot. Of we just found Arendelle. Yeah, there, there's, um, there's a lot of skepticism about that. The 28. Oh yeah. Billion year. Because that's only like a recent assertion. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, that'll be great. Yeah. That's another thing that we're divided on. No, it's like close to twice as that. So, but anyway, um, but they would have had to have evolved uh, up into that point. And I mean, like, I get that it's a show, and I get that like you can't just have every alien look like us. You also can't act in a squid suit. But you know what's crazy is the costuming actually allowed for a lot of actors to keep coming back yeah. and doing more characters. There were dudes that, like, once they got in, they were just called, like, hey, you want to be whatever this week? And they're like, fuck yeah, I pay me the money. So you, you see them come back and yeah. do a lot of these things because they're, you know, but there, there, there are some that are so blatantly crazy. Um, I always just think of Admiral Akbar. <laughs> Literal fish head on a man's body. Yeah, because yeah. like he, you can't make the sounds with your mouth like this without a tongue. Right. You need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be a fish. Even then, <laughs> that that doesn't just allow you to make these sounds because there there are plenty of animals that do have tongues that can't. Right. Right. Um. But they can at least they can at least mimic some of the noises that, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the sounds that you can make with one. Um, while a fish person would way not, right. way not be. <laughs> but the other idea is it would look like us because it would almost have to, because I believe that evolution would force it to. And um, the fact that all of them are wearing clothes <laughs> Is one of like, I mean, they would have to be. They would have to be. They can't be like Star Trek aside. They can't be like the arachnid things that show up in Cloverfield and all that other shit, where they're just intelligence equals covering up your shame. They're just bugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no, but yes. Yeah. But you know, because clothes, because clothes were first made out of necessity, yeah. uh, to survive the elements. Right. And they would have to be you'd a have species. To cover up your dong. Right, right. I mean, that was probably the first place they tried to cover for no other reason than safety. It's cold out here. <laughs> nah, baby. <laughs> it's Shrinkage. Yeah. Let me cover that up. <laughs> Rut row. Um, but, uh, yeah, they would have to adapt in a way to create things that protect and things that comfort and that would have to go into things that make their life more protective, a bit easier. Again, the, the evolution of not just sentient life becoming what we have is a lot to deal with our physical reaction to the world. Right. Not just the things that we think of in our, <laughs> in our deepest hours. I'm trying to think of ways the, for at least examples, because I mean, that's, that's all we really have is just things that our minds have made up over the years and, you know, the outer limits and whatnot of, uh, extraterrestrial life that may have not been like bipedal or human like and uh the only things that i can come up with is like the one-eyed squid things from uh treehouse of horrors and uh <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know like the the parasites Kodos from, and king yeah and the parasites from you know, the brain parasites that would like latch on to 
an already intelligent life that had sure and there's and there's also there's there's the cool invasion movie that is the the life just catches a ride on a meteor yeah like they didn't they didn't develop anything they're not actually um they're not actually that level of life they're just parasitic yeah and it just looks to destroy like the, the movie life which i believe we did see together with jake gyllenhaal and ryan reynolds yeah like that was an interesting one because it was it was something that was parasitic and right. it showed you like these stages of like, I, the, the the final model of what the because it, it was just like okay so it's a giant cockroach yeah. that understand like I, we, <laughs> we thought we thought it was going to turn into like a symbiote type uh thing yeah like, like take venom. control yeah. or you know mimic them at some point but it wasn't it turned out to be just, it, it would just rip them apart yeah <laughs> the cockroach should put you in its mucus or whatever um so uh, the portrayal of that's always interesting, but I know for for practicality it had to be like, well, we just need people to talk with right. each other. But but realistically, I would have rather have seen them just make noises and then have it, <laughs> and then have a machine that's attached to them like speak the words like Stephen Hawking, um, <laughs> like like a monkey thought translator. Yeah, because like it's, it, it's not <laughs> that I don't understand you; it's just that I can't make I can't make the tones that you're referring to. Or that you have, so I, I'm gonna need this, um, you know. But all of a sudden, it's fish face, and they sound like Peter O'Toole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know he's gonna be the bad guy because he's British as fuck. Um, but Star Trek was incredibly it, it's it's an amazing historical show because I don't know if you knew this, but like uh, uh, Lucille Ball produced the show. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so. They shopped it around, and none of the studios wanted it, but Desilu Studios, which at the time, they had I Love Lucy, and they they bought, they owned all this big studio space. There was like 38 fucking uh, lots on there. And so they let shows record there, but they didn't own the rights to any of the shows. So they're like, we need something that we can own to put on TV yeah. and something that we can secure the rerun rights to. Cause that's kind of how they made a, a large fortune was owning Lucy's rerun rights, which at the time television was like, what are reruns? Right. I'm like, Oh no, when we're not shooting, we'll just syndicate this out and show it whenever. And, um, there's only two channels. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so they bought the show and they ended up making a deal with NBC and NBC was paying for like most of it, but Lucille, the Desilu Studios had to go out of pocket uh, a lot of it, and it wasn't returning. Like it wasn't getting um, a big share, and it kept like moving. They kept moving time slots, and like you know, they kept they kept fucking with the show. And it wasn't until it got canceled and then moved into syndication where it really started to pick up all the steam that it had because it went on and it would just be on all the time because it was in reruns and all these other places that were starting to have a little bit longer running schedules and they're like oh we'll show it on tuesday and wednesday and then it's tuesday and wednesday and saturday and then it's tuesday and wednesday thursday saturday and then they just kept showing it and people just loved watching star trek in reruns and then it helped breathe this new life into what an absolute gear change going from <laughs> <laughs> from one show to the other right yeah, and so it, it, it basically bankrupted the studio. Yeah. Um, 
because it was it was incredibly costly to make and just remember how cheap it looked yeah. <laughs> remember that that cost a lot of money um and then there was the whole history with gene roddenberry coming in and fucking with everything and uh like afterwards and uh that contentious relationship and it was interesting but um the use of the aliens always has fascinated me because we're kind of having an issue with this now. I think artificial intelligence has kind of become something that people are kind of aware of and, and are aware of that it's being talked about, but don't necessarily understand where we're at. Are you, are you talking about the, the, the perception that it's a threat? Or... Yes, or, or, or what it's going to be able to do in a very short time yeah. or... Uh, the limits of it or the possibilities sure i guess are, are are what frightens people the most right right <laughs> i don't know but i think a lot of people kind of want to rely on the idea that it's going to flip our burgers one day but uh i don't know are are you leaning on the idea that if there there might be ex exponential growth as far as intelligence and in, in artificial intelligence because they're, they're, i mean I, I think the the other cast of people is going to be like the people that are afraid that skynet is going to happen right yeah, yeah. well I, I, if, and but i think that's that's where the conversation has 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 always existed by the way is right. the the idea of it taking over right and it's the new stuff regarding things in Hollywood and people using term papers and all that other shit. Oh, that shit. The yeah. stuff that we would never really considered. Yeah. But like, yeah, that kind of would be because we just thought of AI being something that like the military cracks and they're the thing that fucks us rather than it being a commercial enterprise that ends up fucking us. Right. We, we've had that conversation a lot recently is like uh, the, the corporations are actually what, what end up drive everything. Like any, anything that has necessity becomes a corporate thing. In which, by the way, I don't mind it flipping the burgers. I, I think sure. I think that kind of work is the kind of stuff that we don't really need people that, doing. That's like it doesn't desirable. it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I think if if there's a system that can understand you talking to it, it getting the thing correctly, and then making that, that's a great function. I right. mean, that's like a great that's a great design. Yeah, but how many uh, examples do we have over the years of like us trying to develop early cases of artificial intelligence where it just becomes corrupt overnight um the, the earliest example i have is one that they released either to reddit or uh some some type of a uh, web forum and it just, and, and the people just made it racist like almost immediately <clears throat> and because of the information that they would feed it sure so i, I think that uh and i mean you got to think that over time we're We'll come up with certain fail safes, but I mean, if it is something that actually learns, like deep learning, like there, there's a lot of unavoidable uh, scenarios that. And the thing is, it is also it doesn't it doesn't really understand, right? It just when you it ask mimics. when you ask ChatGPT why can't you do these things, and it just says because I'm programmed, I'm not to, programmed not to not be that, that way. Yeah. Um. So it is, and and. And in a way of life, that, that is how a human brain develops is by the input. Right. Um, but I think 
it's becoming it's becoming a little bit more magnified now because when you talk about the input and you talk about how you can sway an intelligence like oh we, we well we want to have the discussion we want to have the discussion about the the racist or the transphobic or the or the sure. nationalistic stuff that you're telling it like we like we care about the education of this ai right is, uh, and i assume soon more than our education of actual children <laughs> uh judging by how avid people want legislation concerning artificial intelligence and designating content created by it to be designated as so but not for our kids we're not really concerned about the stuff that <laughs> People people want to create something that is, will make their jobs easier and their their day to day life easier. So it's it's about gaining quality of life, but also having complete control over that thing that gives you that. And then the question and, is like, well, what do we do with these people that aren't doing those things? Well, let them do what they, they <laughs> find like, something find something we need people for. I don't. If you create an intelligence, then. the The idea of being intelligence is that it's going to want to, yeah. to thrive and survive. Like, well, Without struggle, what what will man have? Like, what will we become? And we'll and we'll just let it become that. I, I think you're, you're. I don't know. It, it seems like there's an in, inevitable end where it it either just turns around and makes our life harder, or becomes our over. Well, I think there's all. I think there's always going to be the pushback. I, yeah. I I I don't. Even even with cell phones, like we're fine with having this technology at a distance from us. Yeah. Uh, at least a little bit, and like, or I can turn it off. Or, and some people are like, "Well, we can't, can't even do that." But uh, outside of those those theorists, um, when it comes to things that shift society in a lot of ways, there's an equal pull to both polarities. And I think you you see this a lot with um, what like in the '60s was like the burgeoning drug scene. Now there was also another push on the other side as far as like uh christian hippies mm, and then drugs. and then now we're also seeing that kind of tied as like on, on on the left where these entities start gaining a lot of traction and they're almost becoming a religion that we see another rise in young people turning to christianity and sure. that even in this world where something exists where it's always going to be affected by two sides that those sides manage to always find a way to re-up um and those polarities so what do you think we should do uh just you know just end it all just kill everyone (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't know what would work succinctly because nobody has run a successful civilization they all end right but I'm a pro-education guy. I think education is incredibly important. And congressional term limits. <laughs> <laughs> Always going to go back to congressional term limits. As it should. Um, I don't know. Um, I, think, uh, I think we're seeing a lot of questioning. And where we get the answer from is creating a lot more tribalism. Uh, and will that end up creating something that like nobody can really ever get along with ever right or how would it become opposite will we ever pick somebody that's just 
not the worst. I mean, we have only been getting the worst. This last election was the worst, and it's it's going to be the next worst or the worst worst the next one, assuming it's going to be the people that we think it's going to be. So, um, <laughs> a nation in decline. Because uh, <laughs> so you think that we're at the beginning of the end? Uh, yeah, man. Do you think AI could help? No. No. Because it doesn't know what it's like to be human. Right. It, it, even if it had the answer, again, hu- humans have to take that and make it work. And, and that's that. it doesn't matter what AI says. Did you ever see uh, Automata with uh, Antonio Banderas? No. Okay. So uh, you saw iRobot? Yes. Okay. Same same concept. It's like uh, you, you have uh, artificial intelligence that is greater than the rest and somebody has to protect it and so on and so forth. And automata goes a little bit further than that but um do you think that we'll ever get to a point where we have like so much intelligence in a concealed unit that we could put it into like a robot and it could actually do like our daily chores for us i i think we could i think we could do that um but they they, I think there's there's probably to me there's more interest in just having the things that can do that themselves rather than just the machine that does it. So, which so not like things, a one and all. Like, yeah, unit. but I, I think we can. Yeah, we can probably have like a helper bot at some point. But it but it would have to. It it, it can't robot butlers. And yeah, it just it. But but that but that's based on design of tasks again, which again is is also fairly easy. Like right. you could make a robot. I don't think the. The brains and that kind of robot are the problem right now. I think it's the physical recognition that can make it so you don't have to. Yeah. So you can give it to an old lady and she can make it work rather than having to fucking call tech support. I right. think it's making something that's sustainable. That's that's the issue on that. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's true. Um. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's another that's a big conversation we'll continue to have. Yeah. So. But for now, uh. We both gotta get going somewhere. Yeah, I got a job to do. Yeah, I got a, I got a thirty-minute job to do. So, um, <laughs> to make that money. Right, yeah, this has been Dean Kyle versus the Universe. I'm Dean Kyle. Bye, Kyle.